welcome friends to another episode of Heartfelt Consciousness. I'm your guide today, Laura Bender. So today's guest is Jamie Boswell, a yoga therapist and owner of the space online, uh, Whole Soul Wellness Yoga. So today we discuss uh, what brought her to yoga therapy, to yoga, um, creating a little more accessible practices for her students. Um, and also just kind of formulating her business around the koshas. So calling it obviously whole soul wellness and yoga. So I appreciate you taking the time to listen to this conversation. Check in with you on the other side. All right. Good afternoon, Jamie. How are you today? I am well, thank you. How are you? Not too bad. Um, so what have you been up to uh, today on this fine uh, Thursday afternoon? Oh, um, well, I taught a class this morning. So yeah, just kind of taught my class and then did a little time out in the sun. Um, yeah. yeah, I'm in Maine right now and our Mornings and nighttime is cold, uh, so it's kind of nice to, in the middle of the day, get a little warmth and yes. sunshine. Yeah. Yes, I would agree with that. Um, so again, thank you again for taking the time today to chat with me. Um, so would you mind kind of letting the listeners know a little bit about yourself and your journey with yoga and yoga therapy? Yeah, sure. Um so I guess starting just with me, um, I have kind of a natural tendency towards having a math and science type of mind. Um, and I've always been really interested in nature. Um, that's always been the place for me where I just feel connected to things, um, to, to something greater. Um, so anyway, going, growing up, I had this, this movement towards the science field. And so I went to school for marine biology, actually. And then I did a master's degree in fisheries and aquatic sciences, which is, um, Definitely the math, science, nature bits all coming together in okay. that. Um, so unfortunately, what got lost was really being connected to something bigger than myself. Even though I was working in nature, it was all up in the head. It was all about like figuring things out and studying things and not really taking care of myself so much. So when I graduated with my master's degree, all of a sudden, I just found myself in a place where I did not feel well physically or mentally, really, even though um, there was great things going on in my life. I just ha was struggling with um, not really feeling great about myself. And that's where the yoga came in. Um, I had I had taken some classes here and there before that, of course, um, but it wasn't the time. And then all of a sudden it's, I guess it's what happens for a lot of people. Like we have to hit right. a point where we really need something to help us. And then we find that connection with it. And a friend had been encouraging me and gave me some VHS tapes and it was Brian Kest VHS tapes that I started with. And I practiced 
almost daily with those for about a year. Um, read yoga journal voraciously, just trying to learn more. I would do my own self-practice and everything. Um, so it wasn't until about a year that I had been practicing on my own that I finally felt comfortable going to a studio. Mm-hmm. And that was in 2003. So back then there weren't really that many studios. No. It wasn't like it was all over the place, like it has been more recently. Um, so luckily the studio that I went to was lovely and a really good fit for me. And um, that's where I ended up doing my first yoga teacher training as many people do, because I just wanted to learn more. Um, and so I started teaching in 2006 and um Most of the people that I've always taught are older. They've always been mostly older than me, for sure. I started teaching when I was in my 20s, and I live in an area in Florida that's that's really predominantly a retirement community. Mm -hmm. Um, So I've always taught people that are generally in those retirement years, um, 60s and up. So it didn't take long before I started realizing like that initial training that I did really didn't prepare me as much as I would like to be able to help people that have more challenges in their body, Um, whether it's knee issues or hip issues or joint replacements or arthritis, whatever, you know, there's a, there's a lot of things that with life we just end up facing. And so um, I became interested in learning more about how to help people with those challenges. So um, that got me moving towards the yoga therapy tract. Um, And of course, like so many people, you want to share yoga with those that you love. And my mom had a lot of those challenges too. Mm -hmm. So um, I would try to find yoga classes that would work for her. And we went together to some and there was just never... Um, there was never anything that really fit with her needs is what I observed. And, um, sadly my mom ended up having cancer and that was really the, the push to me to really change my life direction from being in this science career and teaching occasional classes and studying when I could to really like full on switching to, move my life towards, um, yoga therapy in particular and accessible yoga for people of all abilities. Um, so when my mom was really sick, she encouraged me a lot and, um, yeah, so that was really where my inspiration came to move fully into yoga therapy. Mm, That's so beautiful. Yeah, I kind of can, I can relate to obviously some areas of that where, you know, my parents are again, the same, that same age bracket where it's just kind of my dad's complaining about arthritis in his knees and what can he do for this, that, and the other thing. And my mom's the same way. She's had injuries and she has heart condition and um, just trying to make classes that are going to be useful for them as well as again, being accessible And um, so kind of leading into my next question, um, you created um, your business called Whole Soul Wellness Yoga. So how did this kind of stem, this creating this business kind of stem from your experiences in the past? 
Yes. Yeah. I um well I went to went to school for yoga therapy through integrative yoga therapy, which is a program that was created by Joseph LePage and is now housed at Kripalu. Um, and that program focuses on yoga and yoga therapy um, as approached through the five koshas. Mm-hmm. So for anybody that that's not familiar with the word koshas, the koshas are the layers of, of us. Um, so from the yogic perspective, there's five layers to any individual and physical is one of them. And of course, a lot of yoga practices focuses really, really strongly on the physical, um, which can be fabulous. And then there's the other four layers of us. Um, so the energetic, sometimes we call, we associate that with breath work or the word prana. Um, the third layer would be more about the mind. The fourth layer, more associated with our wisdom or our intuition. And then the last layer being our spirit. So from what I learned through integrative yoga therapy, I really wanted to apply this idea of teaching to all of the layers of an individual in all of my classes, even if they're not called yoga therapy. Um, I believe that we can all benefit more if we, if we know ourselves and, and look at ourselves as this whole being rather than a physical body. Um, So that was where the name whole soul came from. And then um, the wellness aspect too, to emphasize that what I'm teaching in my classes and what I'm hoping that people get from my classes is a broader perspective or a broader feeling of wellness that's not just the physical. Again, there's certainly physical aspects and that's Um, a big part of what we teach, but there's always these other aspects that we don't forget. It's, it's so important to me that we feel well on all levels. Oh, absolutely. I could agree with that as well. Um, a hundred percent. I actually had a couple students that I've been working with in the last week that have both kind of, uh, stressed the ideas that maybe they can't, they're unable to do a certain asana. And I'm like, it's, that's not what it's about. You know, mm-hmm. find, find, you know, you can find creative ways to adapt the practice, however you need it to look, you know, for your own, for yourself. And, um, that's actually one of the, again, staple values that, um, that my vinyasa practice also kind of works with having everything be as accessible as possible to all their student base and beyond that. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. So your classes that you do offer um, and retreats, um, it offers that welcoming place for, you know, the middle age, maybe older adults um, to explore the self-empowering, accessible and adaptive practices uh, just rooted in the wisdoms of teaching yoga. So how do you take these practices and these teachings and apply them um, to your own daily life? Mm, Um. I love that question because I feel like that's where the power of our yoga practice is. Um, And just the word yoga practice is a reminder that what we're doing is practicing for hopefully what we take into our lives. Um, So yeah, one thing that you just said, you were talking about 
the students who were questioning about how to do certain asanas and the ability to, to get into them and that type of thing. Um, and that leads into one aspect that I think is just probably the most powerful thing that I practice as much as I can, which comes from the Kripalu lineage. Swami Kripalu said, um, essentially, it's probably not the exact quote, but self-awareness or the ability to really observe oneself without judgment is the highest spiritual practice. Um, and if you really think about that, you can identify with how hard that can be because we're so used to judging ourselves and being critical of ourselves and feeling like we're not good enough, um, all of those things. Um, so I would say that is something I'm practicing all the time. Um, doesn't mean I'm doing it well all the time, <laughs> but I'm practicing it and trying to notice all of those all of those judgments that come up and when we can let the judgment go, then I feel like the idea is that we can listen to what, what our bodies or our minds are trying to tell us. Um, so I guess I'll use an example from the physical because it's, it's easier for most people to identify with. Um, so Last year, I realized that my physical body wasn't as strong as it had been. And I think that's just quite natural. We're aging. I'm in my mid-40s. And um, all of a sudden, you realize like, oh, if I'm not doing the things to stay strong, my body's not just going to naturally stay strong. So I could choose to beat myself up about that and like do harmful things potentially. Like if sometimes we could go into over-exercising and just like really aggressively trying to change ourselves. Um, but what I noticed was that, yeah, I needed to do more strengthening. And so that fed back into the way that I was practicing on my mat. Um, so I feel like it goes both directions. Like what I practice on my mat feeds into my everyday life. And then what I observe in my everyday life goes back to what practices I might be bringing in more so. Mm -hmm. um, so lately I've been just really trying to pay attention to things also like um, feelings that come up, emotions that come up and my reaction to those. So um things like anxiety or fear, like what, what does that feel like in my body? And do I try to push it away by maybe eating something or picking up my phone and looking at Facebook or whatever it is? Like sometimes yeah. we just do things to distract ourselves. And if we can just bring in that piece of awareness, then we start to notice like why we're doing things. And um, so I often say to my students that awareness is really the biggest key to healing and to helping ourselves, because once we're aware of something, then we can bring in change as we're ready to. But if we're not aware, then we, we can be doing self-harming things all the time and we just don't even notice it. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So just thinking back to even you know, 2020 as a whole, 
So what do you feel was the most valuable lesson that you, that you came to or you learned from 2020? 2020 was a good place to learn. That's for sure. Yes. Um, <laughs> still learning now. Um, yeah, I, you know, I was, I was full on with my yoga studio at the time. Um, and I was actually right when the pandemic was officially termed a pandemic, um, I was leading a retreat in Costa Rica. Oh, wow. And only four or five people from that, from the retreat actually came mm-hmm. because it was like I had flown down and then ahead of time and then the, the airline started changing things oh. and everything was like total upheaval. And so, um, so anyway, it was quite, quite, um, interesting time. It seems a little to stressful too. Yeah. That doesn't seem like it was, might've been a kind of stressful. Just were you able to get back into the country like sm- smoothly, I guess? We were, we were, we, well, we ended up coming home a couple of days early because they basically, they said, um, okay, in a few days, flights are not going to be available anymore. So we were able to come home just fine. Um, and it was a powerful experience, I would say for those of us that, that were together because we were seeing just this huge change happening and then trying to be with the yoga practice in a way that could help us navigate that. And again, observe, like observe our own anxieties and fears and, and like notice what was happening. Um, So at the same time, then I was closing down my yoga studio um, and had to come back and sort out like this whole new financial reality as well. Um, And I took probably about a month or so before I started teaching online. And that was a big learning for me because initially I was resistant to teaching online. I just wasn't ready to totally change my structure from teaching in person to going online. And I didn't know how long this was going to last and all of the uncertainties, yeah. of course. Um, so yeah, when I started teaching online though, I realized how important it was for me to be continuing teaching because that time when I wasn't teaching I didn't have the thing that fills me up. So I didn't, my, my teaching and my connection to yoga and to students, I feel like is really my purpose in life. And when you take your purpose out of your life, it can just feel really unsettling, I would yeah. say, and just like draining. And um, so that was one thing I would say is just that, that real understanding, like this is something that I do not because I have to do it, but because it's what fills me up. Um, and so finding the ways that, it, that make it work for me is really important. And, um, and so I also recognized once I did start doing that, that I really enjoy teaching online and, um, I was able to let go of my physical space without it being a hardship. Um, 
when it was time to make the decision to let go of my lease at my studio, it was just a very clear decision because I knew what I was feeling um, from the online teaching was even better than what I had before. So I'm super grateful for that. Um, I'm able to stay connected with a lot of people. In the past, I, I transitioned between Maine and Florida. I spent half my months in Florida and half my months in Maine. And a lot of my students do the same thing, but they're going to different places. Mm-hmm. So now, no matter where we all are, we can all the, be together. All the, winter, all the winter birds are going back home for the summer, basically. Correct. Yes. yes. I live, yeah. So I live actually in a community. It's not a retirement community, but sometimes it feels like one. I have most of my neighbors, except for maybe my next door neighbor and maybe the neighbor next to him are probably um, the only people that are currently working. <laughs> so everyone mm-hmm. else is retired retired from something. And again, a couple of them do actually have Florida homes also, and they, they make their way down there every single year. So yep. yeah, I understand so that. You know, <laughs> yeah, yes. I have for a long time in my neighborhood, I've been one of the only people that works. And even amongst my friends, because I'm friends with mostly retired people, just because that's where I live. And yeah. it's it's interesting when you're one of the few people that works. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. Um, yeah. Well, anyway, I, I really appreciate this conversation. This has been an awesome conversation that we've had uh, today. Um just kind of talking and chatting about the accessibility. And um, it's, a, like I mentioned, it's a very important and dear, valuable uh, core value that we hold at MVP. And I appreciate mm-hmm. you spending your time and energy here with me today and sharing your knowledge. Um, so thanks you very much, Jamie. You have a great rest of your day. Thank you, Laura. I appreciate it. And it's nice to connect with others that are passionate about accessible yoga. All right. All right. Take care. You too. Bye-bye. I hope you all enjoyed my conversation with Jamie. So as always, don't forget to share, review, and subscribe. Be well, my friends.